You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Welcome to the Express with Balava County and Daniel Shahori. And here we are, all out AW. The pay per view is here. And I'm actually pretty excited, Dan. How about you? I'm very excited. Uh, probably more excited than I was for SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. And or definitely SummerSlam and probably WrestleMania. So, yes. I think a lot of this is CM Punk and Darby Allen to the point sure. where people have told me it should main event. The tradition with AW pay-per-views is that, you know, the world champion should main event. So that's probably going to be Kenny Omega and Christian, Christian Cage. But what match should main event this card, Dan, if you could decide, regardless of traditions? I think you have to go with Punk and Darby just because mm. you don't want to be in that position to have to follow that. And I, I think Tony Khan is is well aware of that. Um, where you put, conversely, where you put Omega and, and Christian after, then I don't know, but perhaps second last or possibly first. Probably not, though. It'll probably go right before the Punk match. Yeah, if it was me, you open with Punk and Darby, much like you open that Rampage, oh, really? and you go right to Kenny and Christian as the main event. That's probably too perfect for them to do it, but my God, can you imagine you order this card and the first thing you hear is CM Punk's entrance music and you get that match. I just, I think that's the best combination. I, and because of that, I don't think they'll do it. You know what? That's a pretty good idea. I hadn't thought of that. So maybe uh, that I wouldn't be disappointed with that. Yeah, it'll be very interesting. As for the match with Darby and CM Punk themselves, who do you have? Because I'm very torn on this, Dan. I, I think there's good arguments for both. What do you think is the good argument for Darby? I think if you want CM Punk to come here and put someone over, this is the best thing he could do. And he's somewhat Teflon, but, but conversely, and I'll just give you the other argument, like why bring CM Punk in? Not like, I really think this is 50, 50. I think you can go either way and I will be happy. So let's go with everything you just said so far. If you mm-hmm. start this match or this card with Punk and Darby, and then you have Darby go over, you are in danger of, the Chicago crowd turning on the rest of the card. Ooh, I didn't think of that. That's a danger of that. I mean, I'm not sure. Like, but I believe Punk is going to go over just because it's his very, very first match. I don't see Punk losing in this company for a very long time. Yeah, I guess at the end of the day, Dan, when you look at the build of this, you look at the return of Punk, you look at how well they've established Darby. I, I just, I, the only thing that could derail this is if Punk's just not there in the ring. But I have a lot of faith that even if he's a bit rusty, and to be honest, from the uh, altercation with 2.0, I didn't get that sense. So I don't think that's going to happen. So I just can't see this not being a success. Like, I would be massively shocked if we don't come away from this just just super happy. How long do you think it'll go? Oh, I think that comes down to Punk's physicality. I, if I were them, I would shoot for about 10-15. I wouldn't put on a 20-minute match. I, I just think it's too much of a liability in terms of punk's cardio at this point i agree i i also think my one critique going into this whole thing is that already the card appears to be too long yeah that's the other thing too and look i don't think anybody like we don't need an iron man match we like th- there's an argument to be made for kenny and christian and we'll go right into that for the aw world championship that should be a 20 minute classic i think especially since you did the rampage match to put over the uh, impact title Maybe this is where you go even longer, even bigger to give the AEW title that top billing. Yep. And it 
it'll probably be about 20 minutes. I, I can't see any other outcome other than Kenny going over. Uh, again, if, if Tony Khan doesn't seem to be the type to swerve for the sake of mm. swerve. So I don't see this. It, it, Kenny's going over and it's going to be a great match and everyone's going to be happy. You know, honestly, it reminds me of Roman Reigns uh, versus Finn Balor last night. Obviously a different situation with Christian being on the other end, sort of the established veteran as opposed to uh, the up and comer, if you will, or the the newer star. But I think the goal here is just, you, if you can make Christian a credible threat here, I will be happy. I don't know if they'll be able to do it though. I think it's going to be very hard to sell Christian, even with the Impact title, as a legitimate AW World Champion, because I don't feel that way right now. No, and and I think I don't think the fans would take to it. I think they really are holding out for Adam Page to be the one. Mm, and yeah, if anyone does it before that, I think it, I think they would turn on him on Christian. Yeah, no, that's a great point. So so they can't do it. Uh, we'll yeah, move yeah. over. To the uh, to a steel cage match for the AEW World Tag Team Championship, the Young Bucks taking on Lucha Bros in a match that should bang, for lack of a better term. I'm not super sold on the story. I don't know if I could tell you what the story is beyond the Lucha Bros won a tournament that included the Varsity Blondes. <laughs> uh, it's they just wanted to have an exciting match for this card, and hmm. they they. They just shoehorned this match to into existence, and I agree. The, the the build to it is, and it's not even the worst build on this card. Mm. We'll get to that later, but uh, it's going to be fun. Uh, people suggesting I've heard like, well, why would they put it in a cage match? Uh, it'll limit these two teams, but I, I believe they're doing this on purpose for the opposite. I think they're going to really utilize that cage. Both teams. It's going to be mm. fun. Um, I don't think that the Lucha Brothers are going to win I, just because no. I'm holding out again for um, New York City and Proud and Powerful to mm. be the ones to take out the Bucks. I don't know. There's The two teams aren't even, uh, you know, they're, they're not even talking in storyline right now. Mm. So I don't know if they're going to get there in three weeks, but that's what I'm hoping for. But there is a, a lot of people seem to believe that the Lucha Brothers are going to win tonight or tomorrow night. You know, it's interesting because I think of the build and I think of Callis and uh, Alex Abrahantes, I hope I'm saying his name correctly, and why not have interactions between those two? I I'm shocked that we haven't just had the two of them going back and forth uh, or even something between Cutler and, and Abrahantes where he could just be like, oh, I can't translate stupid. Like, <laughs> I, I just, there's, I, I'm kind of, the more I think about this, Dan, the more I'm just like, uh did i miss something great on being the elite because i'm a little bit behind like there's a great story here they just didn't tell they right in this and maybe you know obviously I, when you when you talk to me i'm often forgiving of aew <laughs> for when when they build things poorly mm -hmm. this one is is a poor it, it is what it is it's a poorly mm -hmm. built match uh i'm still excited for it i think that's people or, or I believe people in the company are like, you know what, we'll give them this match and people are going to be happy. And you're right, yeah. I am going to be happy. It, it's not a good build. And I, I and for that reason, I don't think that the Lucha Brothers should go over. Yeah, no, it would be un, unearned. And yeah, we talk about bills that could have been better. We look at the AEW Women's World Championship as exactly. Dr. Britt Baker takes on Chris Detlander. Like, look, 
There's a match later I actually think is built even worse than this, so I will give them some credit. Uh, Jamie Hayter has vaguely tried to heat this up. Uh, Reba has been there. Statlander, I, I just, I, even, you know, I'm thinking of the Rampage match uh, just the other night. We're taping this on a Saturday, so what the hell? It was last night. And you had the handicap match with Reba and, and Hayter. And look, from a physical standpoint, Statlander was very impressive. But I think when I looked at the presentation of that match, first of all, she didn't beep bop everyone. So that's like 10 points off right there. That's her whole gimmick as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. And, and and she's so strong. Like I, you know, I was comparing with someone the physical uh, ability of Statlander, not in like o- Otis or almost in terms of her strength in the women's division and some of the things she was doing while having the high flying, which those superstars don't have. I think she's such a great competitor. But what's the story here? She's just the next person for Britt Baker to beat? Because that's what the story I have. That's the story. It, it's, um, again, this whole month has been about punk. And mm. I think everything, it's not just this, but everything else has sort of suffered because of it. And right, the, you know, I, of course you want Baker on this card. Of course you do. But there was nobody ready. And this is what you get. Uh, and also, we're going to get the final fight between MJF and Chris Jericho. If Jericho loses, he will never wrestle again, and he will uh, stick to commentary. I will give them credit, Dan. The commentary things, the seed's been planted. He's already doing it, so it's a bit believable. But I, I just we didn't need another, a final fight. I thought this was already done. I thought this was already done. And in this case, I think that the swerve is MJF might go over. Uh, I think, because mm. you think with this stipulation, when you're used to WWE style booking that, well, of course, he's not going to lose Jericho mm. because he, because uh, this is not Jericho's last match. I don't see him wrestling. And, but then again, uh, if, if, if he just sticks to that stipulation, maybe he does wrestle for, he loses and he, and he still can wrestle for, um, impact and he can still wrestle for new mm-hmm. Japan. So maybe that's how he gets out of it. And then eventually I don't, cause this is not his last match regardless, but I think that that stipulation was created. So we're like, okay, well, obviously Jericho is going to win, but I don't, I, I don't think that's the case. Yeah. I wonder, I'm going to throw a crazy theory out there, but why not Dan? I wonder if this is a holding pattern so that Daniel Bryan can show up on the show and face MJF. Like, that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping there's a really, really good reason for this, but there probably isn't. Um, so, but even if he does, I mean, mm-hmm. it, like, do you want, I, I don't want uh, MJF to lose immediately to Daniel Bryan. No, I think Daniel would put him over. I, I actually think he would put him over. Again, so like, do you, so you think on, so you think that, Punk's first match, he's going to put somebody over. And Danielson's first match, he's also going to put somebody over. That would be uh, interesting. But it's not WWE. And maybe this is our WWE brains talking. You don't have to put the legends over or the veterans over every time. This is a company where, you know, you have guys like Brian. But on their very first match? Nobody's going to remember, Dan. Like, this is a company that's uh, telling you Danny Garcia is three and four. And I believe all three of his <laughs> wins were on YouTube. So, like, wins matter and they don't matter. Uh, because at the end of the day, even if you stick to the win-loss record, you can still fi- you still can 50-50 someone uh, in a different way than WWE, but basically rehabilitate anyone in one match. I think 
they have room to do this. And I think it would behoove them to do it and to not be like WWE and to really try to build more stars. Like we talk about Hangman Page. We talk about Darby Allen. Why not MJF? Why not build these guys to the moon? And I think it has to happen at some point. Well, if that's going to happen, he should beat Jericho. Then he should beat Brian. Yep. No, I think that would be the move. And uh, I I think with MJF, they, you know, certainly he took, I was thinking earlier about the stipulation about MJF beating Cody and taking away his ability to go for Mm -hmm. a world championship. I I think you have to start, and he's got the diamond ring, but it's sort of what have you done for me recently, right? Because those things feel like distant memories now. Yeah. Um, And where's Wardlow? I haven't seen him in a few weeks. Yeah, no, maybe there's an angle where he shows up here or he does commentary to undercut Jericho's commentary future. That would actually be quite funny, but uh, obviously won't happen. Um, what will happen is the TNT champion Miro versus Eddie Kingston. And my God, Dan, when you have two guys who can talk and, and probably much more so Kingston than Miro, because I feel like Miro just says the same stuff over and over again in slight variations. But these guys are made for each other. Like yep. Miro has so much in the ring. He has such an aura and Eddie is like one of the greatest talkers in wrestling right now. Uh, This is just fire. I don't know why it took him so long to come to this match. He's my, Eddie is my favorite talker in the company Hmm. in AEW. Uh, He's wonderful. I wish this had like an additional week before they pulled the trigger on this. Uh, Last night was great, um, but it just feels like this is just getting going. Hmm. So be it, but it's going to be fun. I I don't see Eddie winning, but uh, I'm happy about this. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Uh, something I'm not happy about is uh, no BS Paul Wright mm-hmm. or White, whatever, taking on QT Marshall with the factory, which judging by this photo will be Aaron Solo and the, the burly looking guy whose name I forgot. Um, and maybe some, some drones. Colorado. Thank you. Um, I, I just, man, I, I know QT's got some pull, but, but this is just like, this is almost like cosplaying that this match is happening. Like, this is ridiculous. It is. This, this at best, should have been a dynamite match. Um, mm-hmm. You could have uh, promoted like Paul White's first match in AEW. Yeah. I guess that's what they're doing here. But I, I completely agree this should not be on this, on this particular card. Keep it short and sweet, right? Mm-hmm. Let, let Wright knock off the drones. Maybe let QT get a shot in for Paul to no-sell it. Just This should be less than five minutes. Like That would be the best-case scenario. I hope so. Just l- let them be a giant and that should be it now you talked earlier about matches without good bills john moxley is f- facing satisho hujimia i don't know i don't even know how to pronounce his name dan who's he facing satoshi hojima thank you uh and part of the reason why i don't know how to I'm pronounce i'm probably his saying name. that wrong correctly yeah no no but, well. but well yeah but here's the problem like we're having trouble even pronouncing the dude's name because the build was pretty much john moxley dropped his name one week this week, there's some like press conference we got like a 30, 40, 50 second clip of, and it's like, there's your match, guys. Um, okay. Yep. Another thing, you know, another example of, of course, you want John Moxley on your biggest card of the year. Of course, you do. But there was nobody ready for him, and there was no storyline in place. Um, and this wasn't their first choice from, from the New Japan roster. And obviously, you and I are, are, clearly not familiar with this gentleman and a lot of people will be the, the majority same like yeah. honestly the it, majority of aw fans are based in america so you have got to like is you've got to do a lot like you need a month to establish this guy to an another audience like i'm trying to think of a good example like 
uh, uh, Amy Sakura in NXT UK. They brought her in as the final boss. They did so much work on, mm-hmm. on, on NXT UK, which has an abysmal audience, which is probably me and a couple people. But they did so much work to put her over as this final boss and teach you the history of her. I just, uh, I, you know, I, I just can't believe how little they've done here. Like, if you're in New Japan, you're probably looking at this going, uh, what is in this for us? Like, what is the point? Well, they don't lose much with putting him out there because again, he's not even their, he's like, he wasn't there in their top five choices of Mm. who they they wanted for this. And even if they had, like, even if they had Tanahashi that they wanted, that still would have been a a nothing build because they, they didn't even announce this gentleman until like two weeks ago. Yeah. And I guess I'll cut them slack. It's probably snafus to travel and stuff. Um, although sure. it sounds like they should just hire Booker T for Fave Fives. But in terms <laughs> of numbers in this card, Dan, this is all that's on the website. I recall there's a pretty big women's battle royal that they're not advertising here, which I think has gotten moved to the main card. Um, it's not on the website, so I can't tell you who's in it. So I'm going to try, Dan. You can fill in the blanks. Certainly, we saw uh, Cargill. We saw uh, Nyla Rose. We saw them beat up uh thunder rosa thunder rosa. rosa thunder rosa yep um, red, velvet. red velvet we saw the match with anna j uh coming to help out mm-hmm. uh ty conte against yep. the new team of the bunny and penelope ford there's rumors that rumors that ruby soho will be a yep. surprise entry here so uh, beyond that first of all dan who else is in this match probably nyla rose yep um Sheeta. oh yeah forgot about Sheeta. I think Riho's Abaddon. in there. Yep. I'm not sure if I don't know where where is she. I haven't we haven't seen Riho in forever. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't believe so. Hmm. Abaddon, I've heard. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Um, uh, Big Swole. Yeah, probably throw Reba and or Hater in there. I think. I think Reba, Baker... no, I don't think Reba hmm. can like, physically can go at the moment. Maybe Hater, but I don't believe. I don't think so either. I think. Hmm. She's just going to be ringside for, for Baker. Yeah, no, that makes sense. It's So I think to my point, um, this is something, you know, in simplistic terms, this should feel like a Royal Rumble. It mm-hmm. feels more like a, a WrestleMania Battle Royal, right? Like that's the problem. This feels like filler as opposed to, although there is a title shot for the winner, no? So let's, let's speculate on that. Would you give it to a Ruby Soho if she's the surprise entry or maybe the Iconics or somebody like that? Because I don't know, like Cargill doesn't feel ready. We've seen Nyla before. Thunder Rosa doesn't necessarily appeal to me at this point. I guess you could go in that direction. Um, yeah. You got to give it to somebody who who you don't mind having them lose. I, I wouldn't have uh, Ruby Soho winning because hmm. Britt Brit Baker should not lose this title for a very, very long time. Yeah. So I don't want uh, Jade Cargill to win this because she's going to lose. I don't want Ruby Soho to win because she's going to lose. Hmm. So you, unless it's, um, I, I could buy or I, I can accept Thunder Rosa winning this mm-hmm. and losing because they have a history and, yeah. you know, they, I think uh, Thunder Rosa won last time, even though it was an, a non-sanctioned match. So, hmm. I, so I'm going to go with Thunder Rosa. Yeah, no, I think that's a good call. Um, so Dan, that's all I have, as I said, on the AEW website. What, like, I know there's, we were talking before, and I give credit to you because I had forgotten about this already. Andrade was going to face Pac. Obviously, I believe Pac is stuck with travel issues. 
So you were telling me there's some speculation that Andrade may have another match. I heard a couple of days, like two days ago on the media call, uh, Tony Khan said that from hmm. uh, uh, a surprise, but they're, they're not advertising. And, but then he's also announced that next Friday on Rampage, they're going to do the PAC match. So hmm. PAC is, he's going to be fine next Friday, wherever so they odd. are. I don't remember where they are, but uh, hmm. they're in the States, obviously. Hmm. Yeah, so that'll be interesting. Is there who would you because you know the roster better than me? Who could you put in against Andrade at this point with Pack out? Because obviously the Lucha Bros are tied up. Um, I think it's going to be if they do if they do. Yeah, this I think match, it's an if. It's going to be one of the surprises, and and I don't want it to be because whoever that surprise is, if it's a, somebody on the level of an Adam Cole or Brian Danielson, mm. they should win. And uh, it's a two and two. Again, it's too early for Andrade to be losing. I, I would be okay with the dent. I don't think they've figured out his character enough to protect him. I think maybe they let him lose and they try to read his, like maybe he loses and he fires Chavo and Ric Flair comes and becomes his manager. <laughs> sure. Like, honestly, like, I like and that. He, yeah. And he, maybe he has a mini feud with Chavo. I don't know if Chavo can go like Chavo uh, can probably go for a match. Yeah. I, they got to do a reset on this character. It's, it's not working. Like it's just not the best use of Chavo. It's not the best use of him. Chavo's supposed to be his mouthpiece, but he still wants to talk. Like I, I, I think you'd be so much better off with him and Ric Flair just constantly spouting stuff, and Ric Flair being the manager, but not necessarily the mouthpiece. And then the two of them can just bounce off. Uh, not unlike a Miro and Lana relationship, obviously very different, but in terms of just you know two chatterboxes. Uh, just getting words in, you know, potentially in two different languages too. I think that would be very cool. Well, you might add flair with Chavo just be, just because of, mm. I don't believe, or I don't know how well Ric Flair speaks Spanish. I've mm-hmm. never heard him speak Spanish. That would be an interesting dynamic. Um, but I think that's, that's going to, that pairing is going to come mm. again. I believe that had this pack match happened, Andrade was a hundred percent going to go over. Oh yeah. So I think they need to stay on course and whoever, if they do this match, whoever it is, I think Andrade should still go over. Yeah, and especially in that Pac situation, he goes over in the match and then Pac goes back over across the pond. But uh, Dan, (laughs) are there any other matches uh, I'm forgetting here? Because I want to give this card the proper respect because it's going to be taking away about half of my Sunday. There's no other matches other than the ones we've discussed. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, just the, the ifs of the Andrade one. Mm-hmm. It's a long card, mm-hmm. I think. Could you, Matt, look, if, if they had done if they had done this Moxley match and the Paul White match on this coming Dynamite, if yep. I, I'd be like, oh, wow, this is a great Dynamite. That's I'm excited for. Those two matches should not be on this card. I understand why they are, just from, from Tony Khan's perspective. But this is going to be a long show. Um, but, you know, um, sign me up. I'm completely in. I'm all in. And, uh, yeah, I'm, it's going to be fun. And I think there's going to be uh, – and plus, so sorry, there's no more matches, but there's mm. definitely going to be surprises. Um, mm. There's, like, some minor ones. Uh, I'm not saying uh, – Ruby Soho is a minor surprise. I think that's mm. a good surprise. I'm saying a minor surprise is going to be Lana coming out oh, with Miro. Wow. Um, I think the, the, a lot of people believe Brian Danielson showing up. I don't know where or why or how. Mm. But uh, And then Adam Cole. 
that would be that would be something. And I guess quickly on the call point, you know, I always go back to NXT um, for many obvious reasons. They do five match cards, mm-hmm. and I understand they're on the network, so there's a price point factor there. I don't think you could sell a five match card like even if you took Darby Punk, Omega Cage, the Steel Cage tag title match, the women's title match. And, and then I, and yeah, I, I think Miro and Eddie would just, maybe you keep Miro and Eddie in there. Maybe you give people six instead of five. I think I, you could have sold that. Yeah. And I think you, you like, I guess the good thing is with a longer card is the women's battle Royal, I think will be on the main card, but that very easily could have, and maybe should have been a pre-show match. And I, I would have no problem paying for that. And you just, you give, as you said, you give people the other two matches in the dynamite and maybe one of the rampage that follows. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but you know they could have they could have sold it on the I I loved the the takeover model and mm-hmm. they could have done that here especially with on the, this particular show with Punk you know they could have had just the Punk match and people would have been happy. Yeah, no, I, I hope in the future AEW does figure out a streaming deal, not unlike WWE or UFC, and uh, hopefully, you know the. It, it is overpriced for what it is. I will say that. What is it? How much does it cost? I didn't even check that. Uh, 50 something plus fees, if I'm remembering correctly. Like it's in usually Canada? one of those. Yeah. It's usually one of Damn. those things where you pay and then you look at your bill. You're like, what did I? Oh yeah. It was pay-per-view. <laughs> uh, it, it's the old school model. Um, it, it's yeah. probably more apropos to boxing than even wrestling. Mm. And I, I think this is the overall issue I still have with AEW is that it is for the hardcores and they they have all the pieces to make this a very mainstream product to the point where, you know, I was listening to all nation, the Sirius XM channel and look, the, the guy who hosts the show on the weekends and AEW guy, So he shouted it out, but I think he was comfortable saying, Oh man, there's this cool pay-per-view on Sunday. And I'm sure he's wanted to say it for a long time, but I think now that you have punk and Omega and Alan and all these stars, Jericho, MJF, you can start to make this a more mainstream product, but this is a streaming world. And I don't think you're ever going to fully become a Disney plus or a WWE until you get a streaming contract. I I think that's a big hurdle for this company and I haven't really thought of it much until this moment, but I think having that old school pay-per-view model, you know, and you've got the TNT really like you need to evolve beyond what WCW was. You can't just be the new WCW. And I think that's, and I'm talking more in delivery methods. I know it's a simplification, but I think that's a problem. Do you mean, just to clarify what you're saying, mm-hmm. that they should have their own internal streaming service for pay-per-views? Yeah, or something along the lines of a, a partnership with TNT. Like, I don't know what their streaming thing is, but I'm sure AOL Time Warner has some sort of massive streaming thing, right? So, so oh, do they? I don't know. I mean, so, okay. So right now they're, they're partnered with Bleacher Report and Fight TV. Yeah. So, but again, you think that they should have their own something like. I'm trying to figure out what AOL Time Warner's uh, streaming service. Uh, oh, I guess they used to have one and it went away. Okay. So they're in a unique situation um, because essentially their broadcast partner in North America, I guess, does not have that. If they do, please tweet me up. I'll be 87 and I'll make more noise about this. But I, I still like Dan, if you're a casual fan, you're not going to spend 50 bucks for this card. It's just not happening. The the punk factor? Yeah, that'll bring people in. That'll bring punk fans yeah. in. But uh, you know what? I want 
as much as I have qualms with this this company, and look, uh, watching, uh, I don't know if you watched Rampage last night through the TSN Direct app, not great. Like, you had, uh, basically, they were providing a feed that had uh, tiling, which was a test feed, not an actual broadcast feed. And on the commercials, they were simply Blank. just... Yeah, throwing up the Rampage logo for like two minutes. Right. I watched um, it. Yeah, I watched it last week on TSN. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this week I, I came home late. I watched it after the fact and yeah. other means. But um, mm. right. But hmm. no, I see what you're saying. So I hadn't even considered that prospect of, of if and when they should do such a thing. I, I guess I guess I'm assuming that they're still young of a company. Mm. What else would you what else would you put on? that service if if well, you're only doing five reviews a year elevation uh but you're already eight. getting those on youtube yeah but i i think they, they like there's like look, i would pay for a package obviously the pay-per-views too but ultimately for the convenience of it um i i think they're and maybe they they portion that stuff off better so you don't have to watch all of darker all of elevation you can just pick the matches you want like i think there's a way to do this and I, I struggle with the company not uh, figuring this out. It's just, and, and look, I think the biggest thing is when something like Rampage falls so through the cracks in Canada where it doesn't air live. Last week, it wasn't even put on demand after. Like it legitimately, mm-hmm. I was watching the highlights on YouTube and I just gave up. I'm like, well, whatever. I saw the highlights. I don't care anymore. This is too much work. Um, you, It's attention to detail. And this has happened before with the caster situation a few weeks ago. We didn't get to talk about that um attention to detail is like they're very good at attention to detail in a couple big stories but i think this is a company that otherwise struggles with it hmm. which is well, i wonder problem. if uh, look, look i really like this idea if, if it, i wonder if just like when with the original wwe network hmm. i think they they needed to wait a month before they could post uh raws and smackdowns hmm. from like the newer ones mm-hmm. so i mean i mean look Dynamite's been on for two years. They have enough content. That's enough content to start. Yeah. To have a, an archived, so you, you know, a new viewer, if they want, they can go back and watch all the Dynamites and all the pay-per-views from the past. I mean, yeah, I think they, you know, you're right. I think they, they have enough content already and they can obviously make new things to, if, if they want to go this, this kind of network route, they can, they can, they can yeah, I like it. And look, Dan, um, there's what, four pay-per-views for AW all year, if I'm not mistaken? Four or five. Yeah, okay, let's say four. You're paying about 50 bucks a pop, not counting fees and tax. So you're paying about 200 bucks a year. If they came back and they said, look, for 100 bucks, sign up for a year, you get everything and our back catalog, I honestly think they would make more money because I think they would attract double the audience. And obviously this would be six months in the future where they probably have momentum or a year in the future. But I think that's that's the method. That's competitive with the Disney Plus, which I love, by the way. Um, it's competitive with the WWE Network. That's where the industry is moving. And, you know, I know it's all elite, but they can't continue to charge elite prices and be competitive. <laughs> I think there's definitely a ceiling there. And I think especially with Punk, you can only do so many buys on pay-per-view, right? Like, I don't even know what their buy numbers are. A few hundred thousand, maybe a million if you have something insane. But that's it, right? Like the most you're going to make on pay-per-view is 50 million in one shot. I, and look, WWE had about 
let's say about a million subscribers on the network, maybe. Yeah, I'll say a million, but they were getting 12 months at $12. So uh, I suck at math. Let's just say 10 months at $10. They're probably getting a hundred million dollars off the network, right? Like minimum. So yeah, money is there. I think they had a, like they rarely touted the the global numbers, but I think it was actually closer to two million. In, in yeah, the that's what United I was States. thinking. I'm gonna be thinking of the United States. So two million times twelve, twenty four, and let's say ten dollars a month. They're probably making at one point uh, a quarter of a billion dollars off this network if we want to do some rounding, right? And then they sold they sold it for a much higher price, apparently. Yeah. So so that's that's the model. And uh, again, they don't have to copy WWE's model to a T, but certainly I don't like we haven't seen boxing do this or UFC, like UFC even made the transition. And the thing is, you could do the ESPN plus thing. And then you could still charge for the pay per views, but maybe charge less, right? That's what, or, is what UFC is doing. Yeah, yeah, or even charge more because at that point, you've already got a baseline. And you know, I, I, I just it works so well. And certainly during the pandemic, uh, they made a killing. Sure. But I but, guess like UFC is what, 10 times the size of AEW, if not more. Yeah, I think I think if you were going, yeah, I think depending on the metrics you use, I think TV metrics aren't as strong, but I think once you get into the the ESPN pluses and the pay per views, I I think that's pretty much what we're looking at. Um, but yeah, there I just don't think they're ever going to get to that level the way they stand now. Uh, again, uh, uh, like look, if you do Daniel Bryan and CM Punk next pay per view, maybe you can do a big pay per view number, but it's a one off. You're not getting that revenue consistently for a year. And I think that's going to be ultimately the problem, right? That's the problem. I mean, there. It's a good problem to have. the The upside of this company is they have a large young viewership, like mm. like the youngins, like the the early teens are they are watching this show. Mm-hmm. So this is their opportunity to to really grow when the the kids are telling their friends. This is a cool new product. Um, so we'll see. We're going to see what the numbers are in a few days for this pay-per-view. This is definitely going to be their highest selling pay-per-view ever. I would so, think so. We'll, But we'll see what that actually means, what that actual number is. Mm. And I don't see what they're going to do in the next year, even with everybody they're going to bring in that's going to top this. So we'll see. But again, the point is, uh, the, sh- the 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 company is showing growth. It's it's very slow, but it is definitely trending in the right direction. So we'll see. We'll see if they can, if one day a wrestling pay per view can sell a million again. That'll be fascinating, Dan. Thanks again, as always. We will be back for Extreme Rules. I know you can't wait for that. And until then, this has been the <laughs> Express. Never sleeps network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com.